Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a very bad way to start. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. All right, there he is, rocking his old school PlayStation logo shirt today. Oh yeah, Jonathan Harrison. Best system. The original PlayStation, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Just PlayStation in general. Okay, Just like the, the better video game system. The original PlayStation was like such a graphics game changer, and oh. then you go back and like you look at now those games now. Like, oh, what the heck <laughs> did we put up with? Yeah, but we actually went from like Tecmo Super Bowl type players on Nintendo to like Super Nintendo and Sega had. Sort of like real-looking human beings, mm-hmm. and then PlayStation was like, "Wow, it's amazing." Yeah. Anyways, what do you got for us? It's a cram session where you ask us questions and then award points arbitrarily based on how much we suck up to you. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. much. So uh, as we played a couple times on the broadcast today, I'm going to play it again here. Oh, a drive to right center field. He gives it a ride back again. Five home runs in his last five at bats against Trevor Bauer. Unbelievable. <laughs> And it is three to nothing. So Max Kepler hit five straight homers off of Trevor Bauer. It's the most uh, consecutive home runs, or it's tied for the most consecutive home runs off a single batter versus a pitcher in MLE history. What is your, what's the most impressive performance of one athlete dominating another athlete that you guys can remember? So this has to be one-on-one domination. Hmm. Well, there was a, a UFC fighter that got knocked out in like three <laughs> seconds last weekend. And had the winner had the best post-fight press conference <laughs> yes. in the history of post-fight press conferences. <laughs> Said, if I see that dude at a Whole Foods, I'm going to slap him up because yeah. I still don't like him. Yeah. That's outstanding. <laughs> he specified a Whole Foods? Yes, he said Whole That's Foods. That's nice of him to be like, I have highbrow shopping taste, so if I see him there, I'm going to beat him up. If I'm, Whole Foods, if I'm Whole Foods, that dude gets an endorsement. For hey, sure. that man is money. For sure. Absolutely. Well, it kind of reminded me of of Yankees dominating Pedro Martinez and then Pedro Martinez self-deprecatingly saying the famous line of call the Yankees my daddy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Was it like slap my butt and call the Yankees my daddy or something? And then they started chanting, who's your daddy? Yeah. Whenever he would play the Yankees. And now TBS's postgame postseason coverage has a segment called Who's, Who's your daddy? Your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And, uh, and I, I just thought, like, to own it in a self-deprecating way like Trevor Bauer did on Twitter, the Pedro oh, Martinez Yankees thing is what came to mind for me. 
Do you want me to go next? Sure. sure. All right. So I'm still trying to come up with one. So please. Okay. So I'm going to go way, way, way back 20 plus years to 1998 in an October evening on a Monday night in Lambeau Field when Randy Moss made made individual, and I don't recall all of them, but in one-on-one matchups against the Packers secondary, absolutely owned them to the point of Ron Wolf in April of 99 then drafted cornerbacks and defensive backs who were six feet or taller because this trio of uh, of uh, short, shrimpy people had no chance against Moss in one of the most, I think, single primetime dominant performances that we have seen in a football field in the history of the National Football League. Did you League. guys hear Brian Billick's story of that? He was asked, no. He was on NFL Network. I, I had it in the to. system for a little while. Yeah. He was talking about that night, and he goes, basically at the third touchdown when there's three guys on Randy Moss, and he just jumps over him and catches them all. You can see the cornerbacks just look at the, the Packers' defensive, or the Packers' side, and like, what do you want us to do? Yeah. Do was, something else. He was in their head so badly, they had no chance by that touchdown. Since you brought the Packers, Aaron Rodgers had a incredible fourth quarter pass to eliminate the Bears in the NFC Championship a few years back, and then two years later, Week 17, it's Bears and Packers, and again, same two guys, Aaron Rodgers to Randall Cobb in the fourth quarter to win the game, win the division, and eliminate the Bears from the playoffs. Like, who does that? Who has two fourth-quarter comebacks and amazing plays to eliminate the same team once in the NFC Championship and once in a game for the division in Week 17? It hurts me to say it, but that's ridiculous. I'm going to have to go with Randy Moss here dominating the Packers. Fair enough. I'm glad you're back. Because I just came up with that. That Declan now. character was no good at this game. I've, I heard uh, Honorable Judge Declan wasn't a big fan of Judd's answers. Oh, no, he completely hosed me. Well, well I mean. Yeah, Declan might be risking being silenced on Judd's hockey show, yeah, too. Yeah, too, and he wow. didn't have performance. And he basically mocked it. I threatened him, and he mocked me. Did you silence him? Good on him. Have you guys done a podcast? We have not. Oh, okay. We have not. Jury's, st- jury's still out, Rami. Good on the Honorable Judge Declan for mocking the contestants. So the British Open is this weekend, and in preparation, Tiger Woods has been waking up at 1 a.m. to adjust his body to the time zone change and just get ready for it because he's insane like that. So what's the most insane thing you've done to prepare for something in your life, guys? So. Oh, here it comes. (laughs) Here we go, yep. (laughs) When it begins with so So, with Rami, you know it's going to be good. Especially that hard of a so. Yeah. My first ever hosting job. I was a a part-timer at the station I was working at down in Milwaukee. And uh, so I'm, I'm sitting home. I was I, I had the day off because I was a part timer. wasn't getting a ton of hours. And uh, one of my what would eventually be co-hosts on the afternoon show. He's also like the, he was the assistant program director. That's like second in charge at a radio station. He calls me up on a day off, and he goes, "Hey, I got some good news for you." I go, "What?" He goes, uh, "We're starting a new high school football show." And I convinced Ryan. Ryan was our boss at the time, who hated me, wanted nothing to do with me, <laughs> would have fired me if a few people didn't stand up for me and say, no, he's, he's good at what he does, keep him around. He he wanted nothing to do with me. But somehow, Sparky, my co-host, uh, and at the time sort of a mentor, he said, I, I convinced Ryan... That you're you're gonna hold you're gonna anchor you're gonna lead this high school football show along with our high school insider Mike. I don't care about high school football. I didn't care about high school football when I lived in Illinois, and those were teams that I knew. Those were high schools I attended, had rivalries against, yeah, and I I didn't care about it then when I lived in Illinois. I certainly didn't care about it when I moved to Wisconsin. But I also sure as hell was not about to say no to my first hosting opportunity, especially when I know 
that my guy fought tooth and nail probably just to get this dude who hates me to give me this opportunity and this chance. So I, on the phone, I was excited. I was like, awesome, dude. Yeah, can't wait. When do we start? And then I hung up the phone and immediately realized I know nothing and don't care about high school football. And it is, like, you think covering the NFL or covering baseball or even college football is hard? High school sports is the hardest because there is conferences all around the state. There's literally hundreds of teams, hundreds of coaches, thousands of players. So I immediately, I hang up the phone. I come to this realization. I have no idea what what I will be talking about, nor do I care. And just cram, just cram, 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 cram. And I walked into the (laughs) studio for the first show with literally a binder about four inches thick of just... It was like a Bible of Wisconsin high school football. And my co-host, who was like tied in, he was super tied in. To and the, now, to Robbie Maclough. He looks at me and he goes, what is that? I go, this is my prep. And he goes, Fond du Lac High School. You think you know Whitefish Bay? <laughs> Robbie knows Whitefish Bay. <laughs> Don't even go there. It's a Stevens Point special. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Oconomowoc, one of the most legendary football programs. Rami tells you why. <laughs> my co-host, <laughs> my co-host, he looks at the binder and he goes, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> I go, "This is this is my prep work." And he goes, first of all, we're mostly only talking about southeastern Wisconsin. You think we're covering the whole state of Wisconsin? We're covering southeastern Wisconsin. And secondly." You're just here to be the, the broadcaster. Like, I got all the info, dude. Don't worry about it. I got the info. You just drive the show and, and make it move. You don't need to bother yourself with all this. So days, weeks of cramming and putting together this high school football Bible <laughs> that I put together was pretty much a waste of time. Pretty still well have it. a waste of time. No, I don't still have it. What would I do with that? I keep that thing. So ridiculous. Now let's go to East Green Bay and find out what happened there tonight. Nathan Hale East versus Nathan Hale West. <laughs> Rami knows. Why didn't you ask somebody before how much prep you should do? Just out of curiosity. Because I just figured I should know everything I can know. That's how I operate. Oh my god. It's New Berlin. <laughs> it's Nina. Something's gotta give. <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good that's pretty good that's probably gonna take the cake i can tell you You like tough hill to climb here guys mine more revolves around uh and around anxiety and uh a massive massive failure my first semester in college at the university of minnesota so i took i think it was an english class and i just remember the professor was very serious and not one of those guys where you could just walk in kind of whenever you want into a into a class or a lecture. The class starts at eight, the doors close, and if you're not in your seats, if you come in late, he tortures you and humiliate uh, humiliates you. One mm-hmm. of those guys, right? Not your baseball class. Uh, not no, with Rob Fornes here. You walk in, and if you show up every day, you get an A. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Uh, and a couple people couldn't even do that on the Gopher football team. Their names shall go nameless. So I remember. Uh, you, you got assigned a row, so you sat in the, with the same row of people the whole semester, and there was two classes a week, but every day there was a new class, a new row would move down. 
in the day where you sat in the front row, you'd just be picked on the whole class. Like, you better have read the chapters or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and this has now caused me 15 years of, like, early morning flights and panic. This class started at 7.45 in the morning, and I woke up. I set my alarm for p.m. instead of a.m. Oh, and, no. And I... And so I rolled into this class like 30 minutes late in the front row. And this guy just like. That sounds like a drinking mistake. It was not. It was, I swear to God, it was. I had, sure, a, few, yeah. I had a couple of those. I think we've all, well. everybody's done that, right? Yeah. PM instead of AM with yeah. the alarm. Ordinarily, if I'm drunk, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And so my, I guess, yes. I guess my, <laughs> what did you do in preparation? So he humiliated me for the entire hour and a half, like just like threatening to kick me out of the class and stuff. Yeah. And so I set. Every single day the rest of college that I had a class before 9 a.m., I set six alarms. Multiple on my phone, a clock alarm. Why don't you tell him to buzz yeah. off, let him fail you, and walk out of the class? I wouldn't be humiliated by this joker. Well, in re- He's in probably retrospect, still teaching there. In retrospect, that would have been the play. But. You're helping run a radio station. This guy is still trying to uh, make 18-year-olds feel bad about themselves. I regularly set six alarms. I don't know what you're talking about. What, to get your 1030? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man! All right, so my uh, re- response to this is going to be probably not as good as Rami's, but it's on a different path. Uh, so I decided I wanted to be in sports media journalism in like third grade, and pretty much since then I've always stuck to that. Except for there was a brief moment in circa seventh grade or so where I thought to myself, "I'm a really good street hockey goaltender. Guess what? I'm going to be." NHL goalie someday. And I'm not sure. kidding you guys. Now, I have no athletic talent. I don't know why I thought this. I mean, I I was a really good street hockey goalie. So <laughs> Stopping pucks on Friday nights or tennis balls or whatever kids shoot at him. Uh, but I'm not joking you. Uh, God bless my mom. She signed me up. I'm not joking for not one, but two summer goalie camps. Like with really good goaltenders, right? Like I can barely skate. I can is there bear- footage of this I know, thank God. Well, you, there is, but it's on VCR tapes, and I'm sure it's been long destroyed by now. And so I went to, the, the first one I believe was at like Breck Ice Arena, and I attended three days of this camp. And like I'm crawling around on my pads because I can't get up from on my skates. <laughs> and, we're, and, I'm playing, and I'm playing with kids who are pretty damn good. Like they're at goaltender camp. And you know, by just laying in front of the net, you probably still saved like 70% of the shots because it's hockey. I probably did. <laughs> Zolgad on Hockey Night and Camp. Coming up next, the Pittsburgh Penguins play the Buffalo Sabres. And Judd Zolgad. <laughs> who will lay in front of the net. Uh, three days in, I finally said, I can't do this. And so I quit the first camp. And, and then for camp two, I, I approached the instructor and went up and said, I'm really sorry, but I went to a previous goaltender camp and has decided this is not a career path I can choose. We're going to have to eat the amount of cash that we paid. <laughs> Again, God bless my mom's like, oh, okay, man. that's fine. But that was the most preparation for something that completely blew up in my face. And shortly thereafter, I did make the decision. Sports media was the way for me. I feel like there's a there's a sub-question in here that everyone has probably had to answer in their life of the moment you realized, whether you were 9 or or 29, the moment you realized you're not playing professional sports. And that was mine. That was I'm still waiting for mine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Rami still thinks he's good at stuff. <laughs> See, I gave that up years ago. The athlete challenge from me were complete jokes. I feel like Rami goes and he, he's and he he's like, I might not be good, but I might be good. Like I said, I can throw. I can throw a baseball. Rami but, throwing a baseball. And you think you can hit bombs? Athlete challenge.
Well, I mean, we'll have Byron Buxton tag up from third and CO bombs. Much yes. Cannon Rami has. Softball bombs. Rami's getting the point here because he uh, it. it was made better because his girlfriend on Twitter tweeted out that he still has no idea where any of those schools she are. She said, still has no idea where Oconomowoc, Stevens Point, Whitefish Bay, Nathan Hill, West. Whitefish Nina, Bay was down the street from me, Rami. etc. are. That was a good laugh for me. Thanks, boys, for the I know where Whitefish Bay is. <laughs> Phil knows where Whitefish got, Bay I got, is. I got, a, I got a massage in Whitefish Bay one time. Not going to lie. It was amazing. Dude, Top I, three massages. I don't know where Anything is. I'm backing away from the mic right now. There's nothing I can say that's going to be constructive. You want to know what it made made it a top three massage? I'll tell you. the break. No, 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 no. <laughs> you didn't get hurt like baseball players do now? The Ken Giles. X Games Minneapolis returns to U.S. Bank Stadium August 1st through the 4th, featuring four days of the world's best action sports music and festival experience. Don't miss the greatest action sports athletes on the planet and musical performances from Incubus, POS, the Wu-Tang Clan, and more. Tickets and more information at xgames.com slash tickets. All right, welcome back. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Let's get you question number three here. Jonathan, reset this for us. It's Judd and Rami with one. I have nothing. Correct. And this is question number three of Cram Session. So this week, this weekend, if you were on Twitter, you saw a Twitter response to a post go a little bit viral. That is absolutely hilarious. The original question was the worst career advice you have ever received. The response from Monica Lewinsky was an internship at the White House will be an amazing thing on your resume. Insert. Whoops. Drums. What's the piece of advice? Careful, Career yeah, insert life. is a bad Care, word. Careful there. how yeah. you word yeah. this. Yep. It's 2019. What's the piece of advice, career, life, whatever, that you put into action that turned out poorly for you? I'll go first here. Put into action. It's very simple. And this is and I am not saying this to imply that this that the advice I got was was bad advice for most people, but it was a waste of my time. <laughs> That was in circa 1986-87, people saying, if you want to get into sports journalism now, Sonny, you got to have a college degree. Back in my day, we didn't, but you got... Okay, there's not enough time to explain this, and a college degree is great. Not trying to put that, that down. Kids out there, if you're listening, get your degree. But in this business, in this business, the most important thing, and I, I think Phil will vouch for this as well, Rami perhaps... Practical experience yeah. of reporting, of doing radio. The most important thing, anything you learn in a classroom is great. And, and there's plenty of life things to learn in, in a classroom. But as far as can you go out and cover something or or go on the air and give an, an opinion, repetition at the actual job. So the, the you will not succeed if you don't have that college degree. And then, of course, I went for a year plus and spent way too much yeah. of my parents' dough. And that ended up not being the best investment for them or me. Put it this way. If you want to spew hot takes into a microphone every day and get a full-time salary, drop out of college and be Zulgad. <laughs> Coming up next, a man without a college degree tells you what you should think and does it with such confidence you might believe him for 30 seconds. <laughs> Amazing. So I, I have two things. I'll give you one that I put into play and then one sort of similar to Judd, a real life story that I didn't put into play and I'm glad I didn't. Uh, the, the life advice that I put into action that turned out poorly for me would be fasting as a way to lose weight. Wow. Good Isn't luck. Jonathan doing shot. that now? Seth was doing it. Nicholson Jonathan was doing Phil, it. Uh, Nicholson point here. just did it. Lost did 15 he? pounds. I wound up just being hungry and oh, fat yeah. instead of fat. I'm hungry. I lost 15 oh. pounds in the last I How are you good. fat when you're, when you you're, when you're fasting? Because you're only it's in, intermittent now. fasting. 
Congratulations, by the way. Good what job, type of dude. program there? Uh, just two days a week. So for two days out of the week, he just doesn't eat? Yeah. At all? At all. Nothing. So for 24 hours. We'll talk. Phil, go on. Intermittent intermittent fasting. <laughs> so it's for 24 hours. Not for it's everybody. not even just like sun up to sundown. It's 24 real hours 24 of not consecutive eating? hours, yes. Oh, no. It's aggressive. Can't do it. I mean, I I've couldn't even go about, like 16 hours. I've got an hour and a half left, and then I can just eat whatever the hell I want, and... I'm counting down the minutes, as you Dude, can tell. if I did it, I would be staring at the clock nonstop. <laughs> like, I only had one thought. I'm not going to ask the question. Phil, please continue. Like an hour <laughs> in, I'd be staring at the clock. How many Taco Bells are you going to hit on oh, the way down no, to your no, house? No, don't say that. No. Uh, there's probably six or seven on the way. So <laughs> You know how much you'll be stopping, and I don't mean at yeah. the Taco Bell? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I remember, here's the other part of my story. It's kind of similar to Judd's. But, and, I, and I'll preface this by saying... I'm not claiming to be like Stephen A. Smith makes millions of dollars doing what we do for a living and we don't make millions of dollars, but we make a living and we have fun and it's a great career for, for those of us who have, who have dove into this industry. Right. So I'm, I'm very happy with where my career has turned out. And, uh, and I think there's, there's only more to come when I was in college. I remember one time, one of my best friends from high school and this ended our friendship, by the way, I, we have not spoken since this happened. He got involved in one of those pyramid scheme companies that it was like food and wellness and all this stuff. And, you know, you just got to build a team and and then you have a mentor to go with you. So him and I are both in college. We're both like 19 or 20. And his mentor is probably in his 40s. This slick Rick kind of a guy. Hey, you want to make a bunch of money? Join our company. Join our <laughs> join our multi-level marketing company. And uh, I'm going to. So what happened was I met these guys. This is one of my best friends from high school. Like. Right. Well, yeah, I'll meet you. At, we we met at Baker Square on campus, which is now it's like a Chinese. I love right Baker now. Square. It was amazing. Oh, I agree. the pies were so good. Is it gone? Is Baker Square extinct? Are they? There's still a couple okay. around the Twin Cities, I think. Yeah. Right. And so we sit down inside this restaurant, and I'm like, I'm up for whatever. Like, yeah, you know, I'm a broke college kid working part. I was working part time in radio. I was, I was making seven, eight bucks an hour mm-hmm. or whatever it was, uh, running a board and doing some stuff at a different station. And but that was kind of my path, and I played some poker on the side. And anyways, we're sitting down, and this guy's like, "All right, let's uh, let's go through your phone and just start calling people who might want to be part of your oh, team." And I'm like, "Whoa, dude!" Like, oh, no. so I put up the resistance. I'm like, "Whoa, no, I'm just here to like kind of find out about what you guys are doing." And he's like, "No, we got to dive in. We got to get people on our team. Let's let's just go through and start calling people. I'll tell you what to say." He like wanted to call people to get them involved in our pyramid scheme team upon meeting me, and I'm like, "Dude, I I don't feel comfortable with that." Right. And he and he start then he starts putting the full core press on. He goes, Well let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. <laughs> what do you want to do with your life? And I was like, I mean, I like to travel and I like I just want to have like you know, freedom at some point to kind of do what I want and not live check to check. And he goes, What do you do right now? You working part time, you what 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 do you what do you major in? And I'm like, Well, I'm in I'm going to school for journalism and I've currently work in radio, been working in radio for a couple of years. He goes I'm going to be honest with you. He goes, you're not going to make a living in radio. He goes, I used to be in radio. It's uh, it's just not going to happen for you. <laughs> you're, just like, you're just like super nonchalant, crushing my dreams. He's like, you're just, uh, not many people can work full time in By radio. By the way, this guy gonna... has a great radio voice. He does. He, <laughs> no, he, he did. And he told me that he used to work in radio. Like, small time radio. And so the bet, so obviously like, I was polite during the meeting. I'm, oh, I'll get back to you guys. And I just ignore. They, they both tried calling me like a hundred times the next two weeks. Yeah. 
And uh, I just I blew him off. Literally haven't spoken to my friends since that day. Just like our friendship ended, which is a lesson for you kids. Don't get into pyramid schemes. It'll end all your friendships. That's really good advice. Yep. But the the kicker to this is, I swear to God, this guy from 15 years ago now who tried to get me involved in the pyramid scheme by telling me I would never make a living or a career in radio. I swear to God, like 95% sure he was the mattress sales guy that I ran into looking for a new mattress three or four months ago. I won't even say which store. But like we walk in and, hey, uh, you got to try out these new mattresses. And I was like, holy cow. Is this the same guy? That's pretty funny. Would you be surprised? No. Makes well, perfect no, sense. He's clearly not working in the pyramid scheme exactly. anymore. Or he's in jail. I don't know. So anyways, like. I'm glad I didn't take that guy's advice. <laughs> now I get to hang out with you guys. <laughs> I've mentioned I've mentioned a couple times on the show that uh, I had the chance to meet Tracy Morgan a few years back. This was actually like three months before he had that that terrible accident that side sidelined his career for for a few years. But I went. I was with uh, my two former co-hosts who both played for the Packers at the time and. If you get a chance to hang out with former Packers in the state of Wisconsin, just do it because like doors open for you that would never open for you otherwise. So I get to go backstage after Tra- after a Tracy Morgan show at the Paps Theater down in Milwaukee because I was with these two guys and uh, Leroy Butler, who should be in the Hall of Fame and is one of the kindest, most generous, and selfless people you'll meet. Instead of make because Tracy was obviously more. More of his attention was on those two guys, and and rightly so. He's Tracy Morgan. They're two former Packers. They have a lot more in common than than I probably do with Tracy Morgan. So, but Leroy, being the dude that he is, one of the first things that he says to Tracy, he goes, "Hey, man, my guy Rami here. He just started doing stand up not too long ago. You got any advice, anything for him that you could share?" And Tracy Morgan like gets all excited that he just met somebody who started doing stand up comedy. And just like immediately, his attention turns to me. Forgets Gary and Leroy. His, his his attention turns to me, and he goes, "You do comedy? <laughs> you better quit radio." I was like, "What? <laughs> what are you even talking about?" He goes, "You gotta quit radio. Can't do both. Radio or comedy, comedy or radio. Can't do both." And then and and that so that was like the first piece of advice that he gave me. And then like took me out on stage and was like lecturing me for like a half an hour. Tracy Morgan is just dropping wisdom and advice about the stand-up comedy game to me. And then the last thing that he says, he goes, comedy comes from struggle. That's why you got to quit radio. And that's when I realized that Tracy Morgan was under the impression that I was making money in radio. <laughs> he thought you were well to do. Exactly. He thought I was doing well. I was living with my parents at the time, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. The struggle was super real at the time. Okay. So that was the, he gave me a ton of good advice. Most of it, which I carry with me today and has made me like exponentially a better stand up comedian than I was before I met him. But that one piece of advice. I did not use because I realized Tracy was slightly misguided in thinking that there was no struggle while working in radio. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Who I'm going to have that? to give the point here to Rami because that is amazing. Tracy Morgan thinking people in radio make money and don't struggle. <laughs> oh, man. It is funny. Like the things that, that like the paths you cross in your life moving. I'm sure people listening have had those moments, too, where like somebody will tell you something then they're sure that they're giving you the right advice and like as you get older you kind of realize that 
Most people don't know what they're doing when they're giving you. And advice. the worst, oh, yeah. the worst it is the person who does it with complete confidence. Like, no, no, no. Here's what you have to to do. And you're like 19. You're like, oh, I should listen For to sure. this person because they have more. They just have more conviction yeah, than you do. Dude, and so. exactly, nobody has ever said anything to me with more conviction and convinced he was right that when Tracy Morgan told me to quit radio. But you probably knew immediately he was wrong? Well, no, because I didn't know why he was saying it okay. at first. Like but they it, told you. It came full circle. That was okay. the first thing he said, and then he had like a half hour more of things to say, and then his final point was that comedy comes from struggle. Gotcha. So that's why I got to quit radio, and then that's when I was like, oh, okay, he yeah, he doesn't so realize what, what, I'm poor. What was the... like? For, what was the best thing or the best piece of advice that he had? And this goes this I, this has worked for me in radio too. He said, "Wherever you're trying to get to, I'm not even because this is this is too good a piece of advice to try and do a Tracy Morgan impression with doing it." He said, "I want to make sure I get this right." He said, "I'm Brian Fellows." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Wherever you're trying to get to." He said, be yourself the whole time there. He said, because yeah. even if you get there trying to be who you think other people want you to be, you won't be happy when you get there. Yeah. Profound. That was pretty profound. He's actually like, you know, he's, I think he's been able to, since since his accident, he's almost been able to come out and show how profound he is in Dude, certain ways. And I much had not more. seen that side of him before I met him. Because before that, you knew him for Brian Fellows. Yeah. You knew him for his character from 30 Rock, which are all these like outrageous out of their mind like characters but he's and he i mean he is outrageous he is a little bit crazy that's what makes him funny but there is a deep intellectual and profound side to tracy morgan that i saw that day and i think like you said more people have gotten to see since uh since his accident and his show on tbs and it's on netflix now if you want to go back and check it out the last og it 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 very much embodies Tracy Morgan. It has the absurd, it has the crazy, the raunchy, but at the same time, it it has a lot of heart, and there's a message in almost every episode. Yeah. He's a great dude. Yeah. Love uh, Tracy Morgan. Uh, Tracy Morgan also gave Rami a second piece of advice that we just, we only have like a minute to talk. Oh. And I did. After hearing about my pillow from Tracy Morgan and many other people for many, many years, I finally took the plunge and got one for myself. I love my pillow. I fall asleep faster and I'm I Brian fall Fellows. asleep better than I ever have. The my pillow's panted <laughs> interlocking fill adjusts to fit how you sleep. You can even throw it in the washer, throw it in the dryer. My pillow also has a 60-day money-back guarantee. So if for, for whatever reason you don't like it, you will. But if you don't, you can get a full refund. My pillow has over a 10 10 year, has a 10-year guarantee. 10 years on a pillow. Pillows don't usually last 10 years, but what do you have to lose? And right now, you can get a two-pack of my pillow premiums for $69.98, just $34.99 per pillow. That's right, $34.99 per pillow. I know somebody who works in that same bedding store that Phil was just talking about a minute ago, and they sell their premium pillows for over $100 a piece, and that's what most premium pillows are going for. It's the best offer ever. It's the best pillow that you're going to get. It's still made right here in Minnesota, and you get two for $34.99 a piece. Great deal on the best pillow you'll ever buy. I love my pillow, and I know you'll love yours. So go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio special tab at the top right corner, and enter the promo code NORTH to activate your savings, or give them a call at 800-620-4439, or go to MyPillow.com, enter the promo code NORTH. North Better Sleep is waiting for you. Get two premium my pillows for their lowest price ever, just thirty four ninety nine a piece. Go to mypillow.com and enter the code North.
542 here at Score North. Time for another Score North download. And in case you missed it, Saturday at Allianz Field, Minnesota United hosted FC Dallas in a pretty pivotal Western Conference clash in MLS. An intense match. Mason Toy scored the lone goal in the first minute of stoppage time. And with the last play of the game, essentially, Loon's keeper Vito Minone makes the biggest save of the season so far for the squad. Ziegler just poised, waiting. Waiting for the whistle. Ziegler approaches. Ziegler shot. Saved by Vito! Minone with the save! Are you kidding me? Oh, my word! Minnesota United won their seventh consecutive game across all competitions and now sit fourth in the Western Conference, just two points shy of Seattle for second place in the West. Join myself and Dan Terhar this Saturday night for Score North's coverage of Minnesota United and Real Salt Lake. Pre-game at 8.30 p.m. kickoff at 9 right here on Score North on AM 1500, scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami. Thank you, Jonathan. We wrap with Royce every single day on the show. And Pat, have you ever seen anything in baseball quite like Max Kepler hitting five straight homers off of Trevor Bauer? Uh, well, Rick Reed and Jim Tomey, in fact, uh, oh, yeah. I, will mention that to, I will mention that to Manager Kelly when I talk to him, but those were probably 20 at-bats that he hit six. Now, if you add up the footage of those, as you recall, most of them were the second deck at the Bedford Oldman right field. But, uh, yeah, I uh, no, I have not. And you got to give Trevor Bauer for having a fine sense of humor about his futility, don't you? Yeah. That uh, tweet he sent out. Not only showing his last his two home runs, he showed all five of them on the video. And then uh, showed himself striking him out. So uh, it, it is incredible. Uh, I, I got the Jim Tomey did- numbers here for you if you want. Uh, th- yeah. So okay. Jim, Rick Reed faced Jim Tomey 30 times and gave up nine home runs <laughs> in those 30 plate appearances. That's amazing. Well, Matt Lawton left, left every time. Man. And and six. The one, his his uh, good full season with the Twins, the one season where he was good, uh, you know, he came in uh, in 2001 and was not good. And then... Uh, Oh, wait, what, what year did they bring him in? What year did they bring Reed in? They were trying. 01. I think it was yeah, 01. 01. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he wasn't good. And then he had, you know, he won 15 games in 2002 back when starting pitchers stayed in the game. But I think that's the year we gave up six to Tony. And they were some boom shot. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I mean, it's, uh, it is amazing. Considering who you're getting them off of, it's not like. You know, some chump. Trevor Bauer is one of the ten best pitchers in the American League, I would guess. So, anyway, yeah, it's pretty astounding. And the boys actually had a uh, they they had a few things go their way, replay wise and stuff like that. And the way yesterday was going, you thought they might pull it out again. With uh, they got a couple of yeah. replays that went went in their favor, and uh, they had a, they had a shot to win it again, but. Uh, uh, you know, a sweep would have uh, made it official, pretty much. Although I would think, I, I think Cleveland had to win two out of three to uh, make this thing serious. So I think it's uh, the boys are in good shape now. Although this isn't an easy homestand, the Mets, you know, have good pitching, and then you got Oakland, who's playing great as they always do. Once the calendar hits about June tenth, and then uh, you got the Yankees coming to town. So this is a tough nine-game homestand right here. 
How do do the A's, Patrick, seem to do this yearly? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. Well, they and they uh uh you know, they went and got Homer Bailey. Now they're they're trying to uh they, it's you know, we're so far removed from Moneyball, but they do throw guys in and they're they're all in on the home run. I mean they got that Chris Davis up there, he strikes out more than Snow, but he it's it's the home runs. I don't know how they do it. It's pretty much an interchangeable start part. They got the Chapman, who's a really good player, you know. But as far as star players, they got about two of them. And I don't know how the heck they do it, but it's been pretty astounding. Maybe it's because of that fantastic stadium they get to play in, and all those huge crowds they're drawn all the time. It's Maybe the noise. It's the noise, Patrick. Yeah, it's yeah. the drums. Rami loves them. The constant pounding. That's what that makes them so successful. Oh, yeah, Oakland. It's uh, it's unbelievable. By the way, you know what's the goofiest thing going on in baseball? The San Francisco Giants, who were horrible, right? Yep. They were eight and two. They have in seven of those wins they had 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 scored a total of sixty six runs. And today, last I looked, it was fifteen to nothing. They were beating Colorado in the sixth or seventh inning. They uh, they're scoring. This terrible team that got Tyler Austin and all these other guys brought him in and ran him through. They got Yastrzemski's kid, a grandson who everybody thought was just called up to be, uh, be, you know, to get a name that somebody had heard of in their lineup. And they're, you know, that just tells you how goofy baseball could be that all of a sudden they're averaging eight, nine runs a game and winning like crazy. Uh, Pat, are you? Um... How, how how interested are you in uh, in some of these these reliever names or like are are you or let me put it this way are you engaged in the trade deadline speculation like we are or are you just waiting to see what happens? Well, Ken Giles is off the board, right? He's got to I mean, be. You're not yeah, gonna, you're not going to take a shot on somebody who's hurt. So uh, I I yeah I would go get somebody, but uh, I I don't know. Uh, how how deep you want to go, and there's so many. The trouble is with this new deadline, where uh, it's uh, you know you can't do anything in uh, in August. I would think that's good for sellers, isn't it? Isn't that, you know the fact that this is the last chance. Uh, it's it's good for the sellers. I mean, you're going to have to pay a price for somebody who's good. So I got a hunch we'll take somebody who's you know they think that. There's more potential there than than he's shown so far, or something like that. So we're hearing now that they. I, I well, sorry, go ahead, Pat. No, no, go ahead. Well, we're hearing now that they may not be interested in in rentals. Do you is is that how you would operate, or do you think, or would you be okay with renting a player, say a Madison Bumgarner? I uh, would not. Uh, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Uh, why, why does he have to be a rental? Sign him. You know, you don't. Your, your payroll is still very modest. And uh, you don't have any contracts that guys, you know, how many contracts do they have for next year? Uh, hardly any. Uh, you can, you know, none of these guys have to be a rental. You can sign them, can't you? Will Smith, you can sign. Go get Will Smith. You can yeah. sign him. Why can't you sign him? You can. Why not? Why don't you sign him? You know, I, I don't get why they have to be rentals. Yeah. So, I, I you know, they they find a formula. They really do need another left-handed reliever, though. I'm getting a little worried about Taylor Rogers here. When you uh, when you 
when he's your only lefty and he's also the guy you want finishing games, that puts the rest of the bullpen in kind of a bad situation. Uh-oh, we just had a little flash of lost power here in uh, in Gold Valley, boys. It's farming oh. like crazy. little hail out there? I saw there was some hail coming. I got, well, I knew there was going to be hail because I just got a new roof on now. I was going to say, <laughs> I would hate if I get home and I have to get a new roof that's going to make Dawn and I very upset. Well, I have a new one. I just, uh, in fact, I just they're finishing the final inspection on the new, uh, <laughs> new one, so I predicted that the hail, the hail uh, would come. So uh, I'm not surprised, although I don't think it uh, doesn't appear to be serious hail. Although I know this, I'll get many people calling me if there's hail in Gold Valley, telling me what a great deal they could give us. Uh, Absolutely, climb up on the roof, and I uh, will get. We'll get of those. Hey, so, Pat. Yeah, it was quite a storm that blew here. My uh, stuff blowing all over the backyard. Here. Final in a game one of a uh, double dip. Giants nineteen, Rockies two. Brandon Crawford five for six, three runs scored, drove in eight <laughs> runs. Yastrzemski's grandson homered four for six, three runs driven in. So nineteen and, runs by the Giants. And their first nine plate appearances. With runners in scoring position, they had nine hits. They went nine for nine with runners in scoring Ten position. Ten for 15 for the game. game. Wow. It was it was rockets. Rockets. Uh, it's, you know, weird, weird, man. Weird. Pat, are you going to celebrate? Gotta, are you you got to get home. The summer league. Are we going to have a parade? That's what I was going to ask. Are we you going to talk about Are you that. celebrating if they win tonight? Uh, it, First championship, right? We, 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 we hold, say we hold say hold on a second. He's got a convertible. Oh, that's right. Roy, the Royce yeah, convertible right. could be used to parade down ninety four with a banner. I can, yeah, I can get I can get one of the guys to uh, sit on the back. You know, you can sit on the back and wave to the crowd. I, Pat, how know, much do you I trust do us? We could we, be Rami. We legitimately need to borrow yeah, we your were, convertible. This we week. were trying to plan a parade during one of our commercial breaks. <laughs> we're not even kidding. We were trying to plan the Score North Wolves yeah, Summer League can, Championship uh, Parade. Yeah, you could probably use it. It's not not if it's raining like this. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a I problem. I I did that once in Florida with the convertible I have down here. In the middle of a deluge, Wetmore said to me, "I hope you put your top up." And the curse words that came out of my mouth embarrassed even me. <laughs> it was uh, it was it was not it was a display of foul mouthing that was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of foul mouthing, what's on Royce Unchained tonight? After a discussion of that oh, very topic, it's pretty good, uh, right? Uh, yep. We have we we talk a little summer league uh, twins in general, and then. Pointers on how to improve eight and nine year old baseball. How we got it? We got to get more fundamentally sound and more, you know, create greater re- re- rewards for the players who can uh, play the game. I, I I saw some eight and nine year old baseball over the weekend, and while the team I was rooting for won. There's some things that could be done that would improve the quality of eight and nine year old baseball and make more of these kids stick with baseball and forget going to soccer. Electronic strike zones. No. <laughs> First baseman who can catch. Don't uh, give it away. Don't give it away. Come for the pointers. Here and rip his grandkid. That's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Rips his grandson. Catch. 
you need the first baseman who can catch the ball. That's always the yeah, that's the thing. Like you always just put the tallest kid at first base. It's a mistake. No, you need the most yes. sure-handed kid. Pat's got to a play plan. First Pat's base. got a whole plan here. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We uh, we got very uh, we we got very emotionally involved yesterday to the point I got uh, uh, my uh, stepson wrapped me on the head about three times. And, Parents around here, you can't be saying this stuff. <laughs> 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 oh, well, I told Judd there was a ground ball to second, about five hops to the kid at second base, and he started running to second to cover the base instead of staying there and fielding the ball. Yeah. And I took the Lord's name in vain and said, What the hell is going on? <laughs> Yeah, can we can we time. can we mic you up and do like mystery science theater three thousand? <laughs> Pat watches an this is a sitcom waiting game. to happen. Yeah, this would be a great Based sitcom. Netflix. Pat watches Little League. Pat, Patrick Royce <laughs> watching kids play baseball on Netflix is a surefire winner. And Pat, you said that the team you're rooting for won. I thought that they didn't keep score oh, at that yeah. age. We went. We oh no, twenty four eleven or something. We we that that. Eight and nine year old, they did. They didn't previously take the over. They didn't uh, previously, but uh, I don't know. You watch. Uh, you watch the 2011 Twins. You should be able to sit through uh, anything that you're <laughs> describing here. Oh, that's right. They have a good time. But the best player is a, look out for this kid, Kylie, a nine year old girl. She is uh, going to be a phenom. She is the Mike Trout of eight and nine year old Woodbury baseball. Nice. Nice. She's well, fantastic. Coming up in just a few minutes, Royce Unchained, where Royce and Judd fix it's Little truly Kid unchained. Baseball. Yep. It's truly unchained. Today. All right, Pat, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. All right. Bye. <laughs> it's wrapping with Royce. Off the hook. It's fantastic. It's off the chain? Off it's the off chain. the chain. Oh, off, it's unchained. Yeah. Off the hook? I finally ask him, Pat, you're swearing. we got to talk about it. Because you run more profanities together than anyone I, I know, and he talks about it. And uh, he does. Yeah. He comes up with the fact that it actually might get worse, and that's all I'll tell you. As he gets older, or yes, you got to listen though. Okay. The reasons why it might get worse and where it could go are uh, hysterically funny and at the same time very frightening. I used to keep a list when I work with them every day. It's probably seven, eight years ago now of like funny things that Pat says. I have a document. I'll read it to you guys sometime. Oh, I want to see that. On the air as much as I can. I'm not sure. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Download the Score North mobile app to find all Score North shows on demand.